With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, no more of that. No more of that. Mike has officially declared himself a Democrat as of today. And uh, I thought we weren't going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I just, I, I just expressed to friends of mine and to the dismay of my niece, who is a hardcore Trump supporter, that if uh, that. That uh, follically challenged gentleman is the nominee of a certain party that I will sit out the election. I will not vote for that piece of crap. What's sad is I quit working for his organization once, but if he were to become the president, I can't quit that. No. That's the worst part. Hi, Mom. How you doing? I, I, saw, I, I did see a story, though, yesterday that uh, the Canada prepares <laughs> – Canada is preparing to. She's speaking. Sorry. <laughs> what happened? That's awesome. What happened? I didn't see what happened. My mom at my parents' house uh, came down for the Flyers game, and my parents were around, so I'm here, and she's getting ready to leave, and she's like, "I'm not very good at sneaking out, am I?" <laughs> no, uh, I, I saw a story yesterday that Canada is preparing to tighten their its borders, and I'm like, it's, they're doing that in advance of November for a lot of people who will flee if uh, certain certain people get nominated. And you know what Canada should do? They should build a wall. That's what they should do. <laughs> I wonder if they would get such an idea. I can't well, imagine. I mean, I'm sure we could pay. We would pay for it because we really have been logically. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, it's so unbelievable. Anyway, we won't get into we don't get into politics here, but um. We'll get right into the I'll try not to get in politics, at least. We have a fun show. Politics of hockey, there's some politics going on. There is some politicking going on. Yeah, I like that verb. Yeah, we have to talk about that, because, and I'm sure we'll talk about it right off the top, but it's it's a really uncomfortable conversation. I don't think it is. I I think it's pretty cut and dry. Okay, well... Yeah, I'm curious why you think... Let's get into it. Let's get into it, okay? Um, All right, hold on. Give me one second while I tweet this out to the whole world watching. Whole world. Should I Snapchat it to the whole world? Sure, do whatever you want. I don't think our thing's ever been Snapchatted before. I'm not a Snapchat person. If your dad wants to be on the show, have your dad come by. My dad's not here. He's already gone for the day. But, you know... Should I, should I do a video? Do you guys want to you want me to do a video Snapchat or do you want to do a picture Snapchat? Oh, geez. Do a picture and make Mike into like a uh, a lion. That would be good. That's so cu- You guys are asking big things. I'm wearing this beautiful shirt today. Yeah, yeah, let's get a picture of the shirt. That's a good one. I, I this shirt Russ is perfectly – is just shirts okay with everybody? I thought Russ was going to say make Russ. Mike into a handsome man. I was like <laughs> – Listen, I'm not looking for miracles. I, I went for. I the- did. I I'm talking so joking. Hello. Yeah. So I did ask my I did ask my wife um, if she likes my shirts that I've been wearing because you guys all made me really paranoid and less confident. Don't let like, us get you. And she's We're like, just- yes, of course I. No, do. she did. She said she she loves them. I'm like, cool. So wear them for her. There you go. That's the you wear confidently is good. As long as you're confident, you're all set. When is she When is she heading to Lens Crafters? Wow, it's still yeah. so good in him for those shirts. You can't cut a break. And it's it looks like I'm going to get my hat and everything. All right, here we go. Um, That's my shirt. 
I'm really close to winning my bet now. What am I? Um, five, three to go. Yeah, you're close. Yeah, I'm getting close. Hello, hockey world. Let's see. <laughs> <Here we are. laughs> All right. Hello, hockey world. It's Wednesday, April twentieth, twenty sixteen. I'm Michael Agello. I'm Jillian Fisher. I'm Russ Cohen from Sportsology. And I am Eklund, and you're watching the Hockey Buzzcast on HockeyBuzz.com. Coming to you today from, we got three people in the Delaware Valley today, you know, and uh, and then Mike. <laughs> but, um, I kind of count, right? I was well, yes. I mean, I got I got the nicest text, Jill, from Mike after you guys went. And met. What a great what a great person to add to the website. Perfectly real, Yay. you know. <laughs> um, so that's good. You you, you didn't um, you know big time him, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> why, why would I? <laughs> I don't know. It's so. been a pleasure. I'm glad. I'm glad you guys are enjoying what I have to bring to the table, and I am definitely loving being a part of it. It's a lot of fun. Fantastic! Awesome. That's really, that's really awesome. We love having you. Um, let's get into um, this Shaw thing while we while we have it, um, because you know, Andrew Shaw is not exactly a model citizen, but um, you know he. Uh, and he gave his displeasure for the 80s rock band Fog Hat, if you read the... Um, <laughs> um, he doesn't like them, apparently. Um, but uh, or, or Queen. Yes, or Queen, but um, yes, he... Uh, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, this is... Uh, I mean, Mike, you started off by saying this is uncomfortable. So why do you think this is uncomfortable for some? I, I, you know, I don't want to be talking about political correctness and... and, and right. Things things of that nature. I want to be talking about hockey, but Andrew Shaw, because he threw out something that is not correct, and you know, not, I don't know if it was ever correct to say, but he, he threw out something to another player uh, on the Blues last night, and that's now... The ref. Wait, wasn't it? What was it? It doesn't really matter who he said it to. I just want to make sure I had the story. We correct. saw it to the ref. The one, the one that's out, the, the gift that's out there, which I will not show you, um, is definitely to the ref. Um, and okay. It was also was said on the ice as well earlier, the same exact phrase, which is which got some of the uh, blues kind of pissed off, being compared to a pile of sticks. Here's the thing. I was watching Sports Central, and, and I seen Nick Kiprio sort of saying, do we have, like, Full proof. Did anybody hear him? And I'm thinking, wait a minute. And this is what I tweeted to him. If we have video evidence of somebody being offside, you have video evidence of that. It's obvious. Right, even if it was 20 minutes ago. Right. It's <laughs> obvious. And the fact is that the fact that he was sort of creating an out bothered me because it's like everybody else on the panel, Jeff Merrick, everybody else on the panel was, was totally for Andrew Shaw being suspended. Right. But the one former player, not for he wasn't for what he said. He was just saying, did he really say it? And we know he said it. And here's the point. Well, my point is, I don't want to hear about the heat of battle anymore. I don't want to hear about that stuff. Usually the word, word that comes up for me in the heat of battle is like a-hole or something like that. Mm-hmm. That word, if that I comes can, up in the heat that. of battle. Russ has called me that several times. In yes. <laughs> but if... But if if the other word comes up in the heat of battle, it means the other word comes up in your daily conversation somewhere, somehow. Yeah, but but and 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 I, I think Kiprios was angling toward that that proof argument because it was you know he knows that the heat of battle excuse is not acceptable anymore. But I think that's what he's angling towards because I mean, Russ, do you remember 
10, 12 years ago with Ty, I think it was Ty Domi and Donald Brashear and what word was used. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, I don't remember if Domi got suspended, but there was no doubt that it was used. I think he yeah. got fined. I think I that's all that did. And I think fines aren't actually going to change anything. You can find a player. No. When you suspend a player is when it really hits them hard, yeah, I think, because it also hits the organization hard, too. Right, and it's the playoffs. So, and, and Shaw's been a, an effective player in this. I actually, he was one of the more effective players last night. He was getting in front of the net. He was disturbing Elliot. He was, I think, resp- He was uh, at at the heart of one, at least one, and maybe both of the uh, the Chicago goals early on in the game. So, if they do lose him, it's going to really affect them. But again, it's like. I don't know. I think that former players probably will try to excuse this as being part of the the heat of battle, and you know, I, I think there is that there is that segment of the hockey world that like not anything goes on the ice, but that's part. You know, that that whole on the ice stays on the ice is kind exactly. of what that, exactly yeah. exactly. And I get that argument, but I also think that. It, it's not even just the word exactly. It's all of the other types of things that you hear said, and I won't say any of them because right. you really can't. You really can't even like try to bleep it out without kind of saying nothing almost. Yeah. It's, yeah, but it's just it's that um, it's the insults that try to attack somebody's masculinity and trying to by doing so by attacking certain genders or by certain people who choose to love differently, um, it makes it seem like they are lesser. So I get why this this should be something that is discussed. Um, I, d- I wouldn't be surprised if the NHL doesn't suspend them because in 2011, was it Wayne Simmons in 2011 said yeah. same thing and n- nothing happened. So there's no precedent set, but I do think it's important to going forward. They ha- the league the league has a, an opportunity to help create change, which I think is important. That's the importance of sports. Well, here's the thing. The league has an agreement with You Can Play. The Blackhawks are a big proponent of You Can Play. You Can Play tweeted out that this needs to be looked at. I think that's enough. I think, you know, things have changed enough that that should be enough to have it looked at and have something happen. Because here's the thing. If you want to say keep it on the ice, then he shouldn't have set it in the penalty box where everybody knows the cameras are trained. Yeah, that's the stupid yeah. thing about this. I mean, and that, I mean, I'm not saying that it's right ever, ever, but it's really ridiculous. I mean, he's actually, you know, it's sometimes like a guy's like, you know, they say like an addict is is looking to get caught. This is almost like he's trying to get caught. I mean, this is so blatant. He knows, and then he, and not only does that, he he gives, you know, he gives the finger yeah. on the way out. Yeah, well, I also think this is highlighting that the Blackhawks aren't that under control, poised team that we've seen before. Like, Corey Crawford lost his crap, too. Yeah. Um, so I think there's more going on with the Blackhawks that maybe well, we're not, what well, we are seeing them lose it a little. So and, that's, and, that's another, and that's another good one with, with Crawford and Fabry. I mean, Fabry was being pushed a little. Did he go into Crawford a little bit? Yeah, I think he went into him a little bit. And I think a little bit of a stick back would have been enough. But the fact that he went to have a full down, full-on beatdown in the corner – and in the trapezoid, which that's the part that got me mad. If Crawford was outside the trapezoid, he wouldn't have felt safe. But that stupid effing trapezoid makes a goalie feel safe. Yeah. And 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 I couldn't believe that more wasn't done about that. Like I just thought that the penalty that was, you know, they got a power play in Chicago. Yeah. And they scored. And they scored. Crawford wasn't even penalized. The whole thing was just ridiculous beyond belief. Yeah. yeah. And I, 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 I actually think that uh, you know the, the Blackhawks have to be more concerned about stopping Vladimir Tarasenko than than Fabry you know b- bumping into Corey Crawford. I mean, 
I mean, as I said, Shaw actually had a pretty good game yesterday. He was being the professional disturber that he normally is. But what I wonder about this whole situation, and you know, I'm just wondering where the line is going is going to be drawn. I remember a few years ago, and you know, I, I'm all for them suspending Shaw if you know they you know if it's proved. And I I haven't seen the replay, but from what you're saying, it, it's clear that he said it. Yeah. Um, yeah, a few. I remember a few years ago, the, the, the wonderful and talented Sean Avery in a game in Toronto mouthed off at Jason Blake and Darcy Tucker. And I know what this the context of the con, uh, con, uh, the the comments were, but I won't reveal them here. And it was basic. It, it was fighting words. Yeah. And there was almost a brawl in the pregame skate because of it. Will a guy like Sean Avery, who's mouthing off at somebody, get suspended for that since it doesn't involve? Uh, you know, a buzzword. I don't know, but th th we're getting into penal, probably penalizing players for trash talking, and I don't know if the the league really wants to go down that road. And I think it's more than just a buzzword. I think it's, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're penalizing somebody for a, like, you know, saying a certain word, it's yeah. more than just the word. It's it has for me, it has to do with the fact that you are using a word to try to, yeah. be, you're saying that whoever is represented in that group is yes. less than the, yes. the masculine man that I am, and that's where I think the right. problem resides. And I mean, if the league decides to suspend him on this one. It'll be interesting to see how they kind of formulate a, a sort of set of rules going forward because, again, you don't want to – trash talking is a part of every sport. And sure. this comes up in every sport, and things are going to be said, but it's just like you got to find a line where you're not belittling other groups of people. Well, I was talking about that some night. acceptable insults. Okay. Your, your hair looks stupid. Your beard is a joke. Your mother – you know, that's fine. You could say that, and that'll still get guys mad. Right. Well, and, like, I know the one time, I forget which player it was, said it to, I think, Danny Briere, who talked about his ex-wife. That's a line. Like, that's somebody's that's personal life. You kind of stay out of that one. Yeah. Um, so it's just that it should be that similar type of line, I think. Right. You, you just know that's offensive if you set it off the ice, too. I mean, I think... Man, we, do we not live? I mean, it ties into everything, like with the offsides and everything. Do we not live in a little bit world where there's some common sense here? Like there is no. some sense of like, I mean, we have we have to. I know we don't, Mike, and I, that's that's what that's what bothers me. You know, it's like being an idiot. You know, like no, they should just be able to say this is a stupid tax. You're getting a game suspension for just being an idiot. And I mean, he's already been embarrassed a lot by this. No question about it. I mean, this is not something that I mean, this is going to affect him already because right. the video is so clear. So, what is the suspension? And I can say, like the NHL, perhaps saying that the interesting thing is if they do suspend him, will the NHLPA fight back? Um, you know, on that because that that you always have to think about as well. Because and I I think the NHLPA that this is not a situation where you can really fight back. Right. This, um, this is a battleground that they really don't want to be. Fighting on that's that's what I'm saying. It, that's why I'm saying it's a very you know touching. I I did I think they should take a stance on it because I think sports don't like to play politics, but whether they like it or not, they are important in shaping cultural norms. And this is something that is important in our daily lives. People are threatened with their lives in these situations, and with the NHL not taking a stance, it makes it would make me a little bit disappointed in the league for not. Having a little bit of courage, to be like you know what, I understand this is political, but it's important. Right. And, and how took a stance like I was mad. I don't know what I said. Yeah. Someone mm -hmm. should show them the video and then say, Here's what, what do you have to say for yourself? 
Yeah. Right. And this is what you said. Watch it. I mean, that's like us telling Pronger he didn't like steal a ten-year-old. He's never going to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, he's not going to tell. He he is acting like a child. He should man up to this thing and just say. Like, he'd have manned up. This might not. We might not even be talking about even, this. Well, I mean, if there's another apologize. issue here. Like this is this, and I talked to somebody from You Can't Play today. You know, and they're really great. You know, and I talked to somebody there just just to kind of like get their thought on it. And the one thing that Kim that comes through really clearly is that. You know, there are gay players in the NHL. Right. Like, and it's like to think that there aren't is absurd, right. um, just based on statistics. You know, of people in general, and um, you know, but yet there's no openly gay people in the NHL. Um, so when some that that's where this sort of gets to a strange line because, uh-huh. and and I think and that's what you can't play's issue is that you want to make the NHL a place where people feel safe coming out if they want to come out. You know. But also, right. there's gay fans too, so they shouldn't of have course. to. Like, right. No, and they're that's another and, aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. and I think a gay writer that said, "Hey, I cover the Blackhawks and I have a good relationship with Shaw, but this was wrong." And one of the other Blackhawks writers said it was wrong. My whole thing is. It may have been less if after the game he apologized and said it was an incorrect thing to do. I should never have done it. I won't do it again. Then the league might have stayed out of it, but he didn't do any of that. Right. Yeah. And now, and now if he does it after the fact, it looks like he's had to sort of you – know, it's like the Johnny Depp and his wife getting busted. Oh, my God. That was hilarious. Sticking a dog out of <laughs> Australia. And this video where he should have got an Academy Award performance for this video with him him and Amber Amber Heard. I mean, it's sort of like if, if, if Andrew Shaw does that, it's like, okay, he's doing it just to get past this. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is it makes me wonder – I know it's said a lot probably on the ice, but he just happened to be the one that got caught is exactly. what I also think. He just happened to be the one oh, that's no question. wasn't thinking. What was that? I also don't think that he necessarily even meant it. Like, you know, meant it in – to him, it's probably just a just a curse word, you know, like or whatever. It's just, I don't even think he's thinking in terms of a masculine or anything. I don't even know that he's going there. He might be, but I don't know. I don't think he is, but I think that's it's the culture that's already in place is what it is. is what I, think, I think what's going to end up happening. Ignorance is not a defense. Yeah, I think what's actually going to happen now, you know, because I, I can't see this incident curbing, you know, this byplay going on between teams, it's going to be like in baseball where they have the, 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 the pitcher covering up what he's saying with his glove. You're probably going to have that unless there's a hot mic picking up picking up something going on between between players. Also, though, there is enough ways to trash talk without saying these things. Trust me, I know. Um, like there, and I'm sure we've all we all can think of lots of different things to say. If you know, it's. Never want to get into We now know never to get into a trash talk fight with Jillian. <laughs> I have three older brothers. They train <laughs> really well. Okay. Like, and like you were a soccer ball. player, and I'm sure. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've, I've talked. My daughter's a 14-year-old soccer player, and I'm astonished by what's said on the field. That's just like saying, "Don't get into a land war in Asia." But go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I do a totally agree. Well, let's move. Let's let's move on. Yeah, yeah. I think that you know this is going to be interesting to see how this is handled. It's. It does kind of transition me into a little bit of a topic that I wanted to discuss before we get into the games, um, and we are going to stop to write it too today because I have um, a thing I got to do. Um, but the one thing I wanted to say is this: there is a definite lack of respect in the NHL that seems to be growing more and more between players. And the one thing I'm and it, this is always talked about, but the, have you noticed more and more now that every playoff game is ending in a fight? Like it's to me. I, I'm, it really is absurd. Like somebody could just usually someone wins and another player just skates away with his head down and just leaves the puck or whatever. You know, now it's like every playoff game has to end with with a fight. 
can I right. can I say something about this? It's so yeah. disappointing to me. When I was in college, I was my professor was from Spain, and I had extra tickets to the Flyers Penguins game, and it was the one where they they just destroyed the Penguins, and it was a violent like there was lots of fights and everything. And so before the game, he was asking me like, why is there fighting in ice hockey? We just don't get it. And I was like, it's the playoffs. Like it's a totally yeah, different right. sport. Right. You know, there's not you're not going to see that kind of stuff there. It's a totally different game, and I was so disappointed. And it just seems to be coming more and more common. Yeah, it's just, and I, I I love fighting during the games at times. I'm a big I don't I think fighting will be banned in the NHL, but that's a whole nother topic. But I love it. I grew up here. This is my thing. But um yeah, I'm with you. Um I I almost think you know what? There's no point in good sportsmanship anymore because a lot of us grew up like my dad would say, look, if you lose in a sporting event, you shake the guy's hand, you tell him, hey, that was that was great, and you know good effort and everything else. If you want to go sulk, you go sulk in the corner. Nobody cares about that anymore, and I don't think anybody's teaching their kids that anymore, and I think we're starting to see a result of that. Now, and that's not to say everybody's not doing that, but, I mean, other than the ice, I mean, look, Milan Lucic didn't shake hands a couple of years ago. We're seeing little, you know, little breakdowns in this that's, that are not, not good to see. Well, don't you think it's a symptom of the fact that there is no, like, there is no fighting in the playoffs any longer? This is sort of... No. A, a venting of frustration at the end of the game when the, when the game is no longer on the line. I mean, I believe Tampa was up a couple goals when yeah. that thing with Abdulkader happened. Mm -hmm. So there was no consequence. They could go out and they could he could throw five bolo punches to the face of Mike Blunden, and it really didn't matter at all. So I think it's just it's 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 putting in a, a physical pounding on the other team, when you can get a chunk of flesh, you go ahead and you do it, and it's an expression of frustration. So I, I think that that frustration was alleviated in past years by players being able to fight, but now fights have consequences about you know minor penalties and whatever. That's not allowable anymore, but now at the end of the game, when they're up by three goals, kitty bar the door. That's what's going to happen. Well, the end of the game fights are, are very different to me. Like then, then the fights, and, and to me, there are, there are a bunch of things going on here. One, I think that this, these, it's almost like players, if they don't do it, feel like they're the fans are going to say they don't care. So we got, we got, we got to fight. You know, we got to fight. At least we're going to fight. At least we're going to fight. No, I, oh, that frustrates me. That frustrates <laughs> me that that's what we would think because I can kind of see how it's true, but it's like. Yeah, no, I definitely think that's going on, yeah. and it also, it also, and along with that, a little bit comes the amount of pressure these players are under sometimes, where. They just get so frustrated, and they know that you know some some of these guys who are fighting. They know that this could be their last game or whatever their career, this last series that they're in, and they better they better do something now to like to put some sort of impact on them going moving forward. So there's that pressure too, of like I'm going to make a statement. But I think those two things are at play, and and it really it has lost the idea of like okay, you were just beaten. That's it. You're beaten. That's a, you know it's it's fine. And I, I kind of blame coaching on it. I really do. I kind of blame the coaches. The coaches should should you know. Yeah, to tell the guys, you know, let's go out, go out like, you know, if you're gonna go out, go out like a, you know, on yep. you know, like an honorable person. But the, but the thing is, Zach, is that the, the you'll you'll notice these battles at the end of games when the series is still ongoing, when it's like well, games two or games three, game three, where there's consequences still. More than likely, you're not gonna see this message sending or whatever in an elimination game when a team is up by three or four goals. I mean, at that at that point, it's passed. You're going to lose. I don't know about that anymore. Well, we, we have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, let's wait till tonight. And I don't see it coming from the Capitals. They're, they're a team that has their, their head on. They're like they are good. Um, I, it's just, you know, you had mentioned, are they feeling the pressure from the fans? And, 
coming from a fan of the as a fan of the NHL and the sport itself, I, I'd rather just see my team go out with some respect. You know, I, I, everyone has all that the situation that happened in Philly on Monday. I'd rather just see my team put their heads down, finish the skate hard, finish skating hard, and be done. Like you lost, the team was better than you, and it's okay. Go go to the next one. I yeah. think some I think some fans are like that, and some fans want to see their players go cuckoo for cocoa puffs. I, mean, I think they really want you know want yeah. to, to yeah. get that pound of flash. Okay. So you know, getting getting back to what Mike said, so when games aren't officiated right, then that does sort of leave the door open for these things. So like with the Rangers Penguin series, you yeah. know, Latang clearly hits Victor Stahlberg across the mouth with a yeah. stick. He loses three teeth, yeah. and they don't even they don't even. No minor yeah. penalty. Not not even a minor penalty for Nothing. it. Nothing. No. I think, Russ, I think that's a big part of it. I feel like the refs aren't calling things correct. They're not reining everybody in. They're letting the emotions get so high, and they're going to boil over. That's going to happen. The Rangers are going to get even for that. You're crazy. And, and, and Russ, the funny right. thing was, uh, and I can't remember what Penguin got a double minor. I think it was Sherry. Got a double minor for high-sticking Dominic Moore, and – it looked on the replay as if it it hit his visor. It didn't hit his face. I so, never saw blood. The people yeah. I was watching the game with, we were all were like, "Where's the blood, Dominic?" No offense, but did he did he bite his lip to get the blood or something like that? Yeah, but all I, I know I is like that, that, that happened. That happened before. Yeah. The the, the Stahlberg Latang situation, and right. I'm like, okay, they gave him four minutes. Is is it this mental makeup in these referees' minds of not of makeup calls, you know, subconsciously mm-hmm. of makeup calls? Well, we gave him a double minor there. We can't give him a minor here. Otherwise, it looks like we're being over biased towards the Rangers. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think. I think there is. A, I've always. I've had a discussion before with referees about it, and you know, they'll always say that makeup calls don't exist, and you know, and <laughs> we, we, they, yeah, yeah, okay. Right. No, not, <laughs> not, like I don't like like I don't. That's like the league 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 there's, no, there's no. At the end of the month, when you get a ticket, that they're not all out there trying to get you because there's not a quota. Come on. Yeah. Right. And I've my whole argument with them has always been: listen, you can sit there and say that you're not making a makeup call in your head, but psychologically, as a person, I think they exist. I just think that there's a part of you that just personally will see something, and if you called five penalties on one thing, one yes. team. And you see something that that does, and it's that small. You may know oh, I've already called five. You can't cycle, even if you're not conscious of it, which I do think they are. But even if they, even if they don't admit to be conscious to it, there's nothing wrong with admitting that there's a psychological part to that. It's a, it's like uh, soccer refs, like the uh, um, MLS, and even just across the world, they will they openly say it all depends on what's happening in the game. Like they, right, they right. the penalties they call and. Honestly, I, I kind of don't see too much of a problem with it oh, sometimes <laughs> because I, because if the if the it's kind of like they wait to blow the whistle if if the one team has the advantage, let that them play the advantage. Thing. I love the advantage. Yeah, I just like that. I think you have so to. Be- let me talk about this advantage thing because this is like this plays into what I want. This is very funny because I'm I, I've learned this whole advantage concept coaching soccer and it was not <laughs> something that I really. But it, it, it's in hockey. If that existed, that would be so fascinating. Like it would, it would really be like, okay, he tripped him up. But you know what? It didn't matter because they still got the puck forward, no. so there was no penalty. And it, it's in, that, that's the that's the equivalent of it. That's what soccer really pretty much allows. You know, or or he used his hands. It's not like his hands, but it doesn't matter because he got it. Or it's a high stick. Other high stick was inconsequential. That offside was. It's the same argument that people are making about the offside rule when they're like, right. we should stop having these because it's a it's a millimeter offside and that didn't have an impact on the play. I so it, it goes both ways. You know what it is? We're not complaining about the rule. We're complaining about the amount of time that it takes from the game. Again, yesterday, 
It was like six minutes. Right. I've heard a lot of people complaining about the other part of it too. Yeah, no, I think it's both. I think both. I, I, I've heard the time argument, but I've also heard like it's inconsequential. It's well, it's not relevant to the goal. They're, you know, they, they're, leg they're legislating the letter of the law right now. They're going to have to change the rule for it to be the plane and not be, to be the skate on the ice. But I mean, honestly, just just touching on the on the whole referee thing. I think referees, and they're, they're never going to admit it, and maybe they're subconsciously they're not even doing it. I think referees manage based on the score of the game. If a team is up 3 nothing, they want that team that's down three goals to get back into the game. It's almost like they're penalizing to make them more competitive. I don't buy that either. I, I, could, I, could, I could see that. I could a little bit. Make it a little more interesting. It, it, it is on a subconscious level, perhaps you know, like it yes. isn't. It is something that no one wants to see a team get blown out, right? So right. You, if a guy, if, if a team's up four nothing, they are they're already on the power play, and another guy gets cross checked, are they going to give that team a five on three? Right. And, I'm not saying that the league is saying make the games. Right. Play. I don't, I'm saying subconsciously. And I really do believe that a lot of the refer these referees. It's funny. My wife's in here the other night, and she's she knows she's a very educated person. She's very intelligent, and she's saying, why do they hate the Flyers? You know. <laughs> I don't know. The Flyers do get the calls their way too sometimes. Every one of them. I know. I said, I, I said they don't. They don't hate the. I'm like I know the. I know these referees. They don't hate the Flyers. Yes. Also. They do. Yes, they the do. Flyers they they really play. hate the Flyers. They definitely hate the Flyers. I mean, they're, it's obvious they're trying to give Washington this game, and she's saying this. And here's a PhD woman next to me who's making this argument. I'm like, no, they really is not the case. They are trying. They might be screwing up left and right, but they're not purposely trying to eliminate the Flyers here. Um, that's not in their mindset. I mean, they're making mistakes, and those mistakes may be more towards the one team or more towards the other, and you can sit there and say that they hate the team, but honestly, these guys are not doing that. I mean, if you if you got a chance, if you ever get a chance to hang out with a referee, you'd realize that they're not doing that. They are they really are legitimately trying to just referee the game. And yes, I mean, it does. Yes, certain things matter. Like if a, if a, if a and this this is a big thing in soccer too. Joe, if you argue a call, if a, if a, if a coach argues a call the right way. You know, and you never hear. Although in hockey, you'll never hear, "Sir, that was right." Yeah. <laughs> like in soccer, the big thing is, "Sir, I don't know why you did that." Okay. My, my whole thing with soccer has always been, you know, we'll agree to disagree. I'll, I'll yell that out. Yeah. As a, you know, do, you, do, you, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the statement released by Andrew Shaw? <sighs> sure. I almost don't want to because it's just going to make me mad, probably. But okay. what time was it released? Um, good question. It just says April 20th, but it was just released in the last few minutes, apparently. Okay. Uh, I'm sincerely sorry for the insensitive remarks that I made last night while in the penalty box. When I got home and saw the video, it was evident that what I did was wrong, no matter the circumstances. I apologize to many people, including the gay and lesbian community, the Chicago Blackhawks organization, Blackhawks fans, and anyone else I may have offended. I know my words were hurtful, and I will learn from my mistake. No, no, you would have learned from your mistake if you would have said that last night. Correct. I, he didn't apologize to the person he said it to either. Did you realize that? Like, like, come on, like, you know, I mean. He's, he's only saying sorry because people are counting. If, if Twitter didn't exist, this would not be happening. He would never be saying sorry. And the Blackhawks also released a statement. We are extremely disappointed in Andrew Shaw's actions last night. His comments do not reflect what we stand for as an organization. We are proud to have an inclusive and respectful environment and to support various initiatives such as You Can Play Project and the Chicago Gay Hockey Association. We will use this opportunity to further educate our players and an organization moving forward so that we may, we may all learn from it. 
I'd love to see uh, what they do. I'd love to, I'd love to see what they're doing to educate their players. That's my number one takeaway. Are they going to have Andrew Shaw go to a couple classes? No. Probably and I don't not. think Andrew Shaw's a bad person. I'm not saying he's no, a bad person. You know what? Maybe he could learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just hate when people apologize because the social media world calls them out on something and they feel like they have to apologize. Apologize, one, don't say it. Or two, when somebody calls you out on it after it happens, like, I made a mistake. Don't wait till everyone is talking about, about it. It doesn't seem real anymore. How about this? I would forego, if I was the commissioner, I would say I would forego a one-game suspension, Andrew, if you hang out and go to, like, the next event for you can play and see what they do and watch how they impact people. Yes, absolutely. No, that would be good. Something like that would be good. That would be probably good. would do it because, you know, they're in a really difficult situation down 3-1 to one right now. So, has anybody else noticed that this stuff keeps happening to the Blackhawks? Like, they keep getting in the news for things like this kind of stuff? Hey, I'm not I saying I believe in karma, but um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> no uh, I mean, I'm sure it happens in every organization. They're just, no, they're, they're successful. They're successful, so they're in the spotlight. Right, I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people who, you know, I mean, there's a ton of people on the internet right now going about, you know, how the Blackhawks are in the call last night, leave the penalty, like you said, Crawford not getting a penalty. There's a lot of people who think the Blackhawks are, like, this blessed franchise. Well, I think that's a referee problem for giving the Blackhawks too much respect. I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it might be. And because I mean, it was a goalie, too. We all know that they really well, – yeah, yeah. and the goalie thing. is very protected. Here's a weird NHL thing. Why is it that when a goalie – Gets it gets a penalty. Somebody else has to serve. How about this? For what Crawford did, why couldn't he be kicked out of the game? And he, he attacked him. He went after that guy. Yeah. He, he attacked him. Like that's. He provoked imagine it. if that was any other team. Imagine if that was Elliot doing that. Just on the other end of the ice, it would have been a right. different. It would have been a different story. He should have been kicked out of the game. That's the way I saw it because Fabry finally fought back after he got wailed on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, hey, if you want to walk up a up to Fabry as a referee and say, I think he kind of bumped him. That's fine, but that didn't warrant what, what Crawford did, and Crawford should have been kicked out of the game. Or even, he, Crawford didn't even have to attack, like go after him. He, like you said, no. could have just thrown the stick. I, I, I also think that it's just showing that the Blackhawks, maybe their team is just, again, starting to not fall apart, because that's not what I'm saying, but showing that they they don't have the depth that we've always talked about them not having the depth uh, in, on defense and they're just not they're not keeping that poise that I've always associated with them really yeah yeah no I, I do agree and I, I, they they are right now they're playing a team that's way more disciplined than them in St. Louis and it's really interesting to watch like, no, I, I don't think they're playing a team that's more disciplined I think they're playing a team that has Vladimir Tarasenko and he's well, you know, their coach is more disciplined because he didn't even go crazy over some of this stuff. The old Hitchcock would have. Mm-hmm. Now Hitch is definitely Hitch is definitely mellowed a lot. I agree with you on that. I mean, I remember they remember the Hitchcock Lindy Ruff Wars. Yeah, I was there. <laughs> I covered that game. I was there for the. I was there too. I was in the I was in the front row when they went off and on and when when they both went at each other in Buffalo on the press you know in the yeah. press. Room. No, I agree. I mean. I mean, let's talk. Let's let's also talk. We have to talk about the Rangers Penguins game a little bit more too. Um, in terms of the 13 second later offsides, because that that you know this is what we're talking. There does need to be a time limit. I think I think where we're heading is that this is going to go away. I really I've talked so this is this. It's not going to go away. It's, yeah. They're going to they're going to change the letter of the law. The, the, I mean, you can't you can't say like a guy is offside, the play is in the zone for two minutes. They score, right. and then mm. because it was two minutes, it's it, it's either he's offside or he's not. What they're gonna do is they're gonna change the de- definition of offside, and if the, and if that 
it doesn't solve it. I mean, I mean, the only negative right now is the fact that it's taking so long for the for them to come to the decision. It should right. go to. Right. I mean, well, is, is it an average of like three not minutes? The only, right? Not the only negative. Not the only negative because what it's, what's happening is, it's it, no, the referees are actually are actually coaching afraid or actually refing afraid. There's a there's a tentativeness. You're seeing offsides that aren't. They're not being called almost like, well, we'll find out that's offsides later if it really matters. You're seeing things, you're seeing a lot of mistakes. Just and I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that this is this is an unfair system on them. I really do. And I think that there's uh, no yeah. And we go back to Sutter a year ago who told me game one of a season well, not game one, like the first week of a season, when I asked him about a call and he said, It doesn't matter what the referees say, it just matters what they say in Toronto. I mean, if, if that's the way coaches feel, which they do, then that's why referees are refing that way, eh? Yeah. One thing I will say about this is be careful what you wish for. People always complain like, "Oh, that was offsides." It was, and then okay. we got what we wanted, and now everyone wants because they see that it's always been difficult. No matter how you look at it, whether you have the precise technology or whether you're just going off of the ref, it's a hard call. It happens fast. Yeah. So if, if you want it to not happen fast, it's going to take time to review it. Right. We got what we wanted, and we realized that maybe it isn't what we wanted. Well, and what the what the what the effect of this may be is, if you think about it, if they do call play offside, that's not reversible. So I think you're going to see any play that's sort of in a gray area, they're going to call it offside. They're not going to rule in terms of non-offside, you know, onside. They're going to say offside because if it continues to the point where these players are, you know, they're, they're off by this much. The referees and the and the linesmen look foolish for missing so many plays. I think the the, the bounce back here is them saying, "Okay, we're just going to call it offside if it's even close, and then we don't look." Mm -hmm. as even yeah. if, and, then, and then you have plays that aren't really offside being right. called Patrick, offside, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Patrick. Okay, Kane, yeah. Patrick Kane lost it yesterday. It was a two-on-two -two break. I think in the second period, I thought it was onside. He put the puck in front of him. I think I think it was him and Panarin that were breaking in two-on-two. They blew it offside. It looked like it was onside, but the thing was, that's not reviewable. It's over. It's done with. The the, the crowd was pissed mm -hmm. off. Well, that's what I talked about yesterday, Mike. Like in the, in the NFL, you know, they would keep going and, and right. wait for review. You know, like if a fumble was it was it really did it hit the ground or not? I'm going to run it in the end zone in case to review it. But you know, the whistle blows and it's done. I mean, uh, once they blow the whistle, it's over with. Even if he was onside. Right, and that that is that is the weird thing about this. Um, ben Scriven's comments on Shaw, by the way, um, there is no punishment, nor should there be. Behavior changes changes with education, not punishment. And, you know, and I think that we're all kind of. Well, that was exactly what you said, Ross. That was yeah. like exactly yeah, like it's proof of that education, and then I agree with. Him. No, I think that Ben Scriven's is you know a Cornell Cornell grad, so you know he's smart. Um, um, some wait, wait. Some, Saying because I went to Nassau Community College and University of Houston that Ben Scrivens is smarter. <laughs> I applied for Cornell. Was, that's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. I think Ben Scrivens is extreme is more intelligent because he got Jenny Scrivens to marry him. So that's a compliment to him. Um, but a couple, a little, some hockey, some goalie news. Uh, okay. Anti Niemi is. Looks like he's going to start Game Four for Dallas against Minnesota, and <laughs> and and as Eck reported, Michael Neuverth uh, will be in goal for Philadelphia Game Four. That crazy Pokemon that he is—he looks like a Pokemon. I finally figured it out. He looks like a Pokemon trainer, Michael. 
I was waiting for some. I was waiting for something that he looked like. He looks like a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> Nobody's shocked. Yeah. Nobody's shocked that that change has been made as far as for goalie, and it's not on Mason. For all the fans that think it's on Mason, they're yeah. just doing a change because you know what? They're just hoping to win a game. I mean, yeah. Mason might be hurt, and, he, well, and we know he's hurt. But it's a question. And this and this is an interesting change. And 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 this, you know, Neuwirth has been very good this year. He's a, he's an ex-capital. He has the ability to win a game. Uh, to win a game. I mean, there you put you're putting in a backup goalie who does have the ability to steal a game. So he has that. He, he could be that guy. Um, and like I said, I said Flyers in seven, and it's the Flyers aren't going to win in anything but seven. So I think I might be right. Here's the thing, Colin McDonald. I don't understand why Colin McDonald is getting the ice time. It's it's like yeah. you've got Jordan Wheel sitting in the press box. He at least skates better. There's a chance he might score. Why are you just putting a guy because of size? I still you might as well put an RJ Emberger if that's the case. No offense, RJ, but <laughs> I, I I agree with you, Russ. I agree with you on that 100. percent Yeah, yeah. I, 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 offense. The team needs offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they need offense right now, and they need um now. All right, so Jonathan Druin, um, you know the oh. once the once much maligned Jonathan Druan, sorry, is um. <laughs> John Cooper came out and said, "I'm unbelievably proud of the way he's handled himself. He deserves this. Um, and he's playing. And, and I want him traded on on draft day. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, we made the right move by not. And he, we went on to say, we made the right move by holding on to him. Well. Okay. Okay, let me let me just say things. There's a couple <laughs> things here. Mike, feel free to say things. Yes, thank you. Jonathan Duran, three assists. Kucherov, I think, is now has three, maybe four goals in in uh, in the series against Detroit. Good luck, Tampa Bay, signing Kucherov for less than six million dollars, and good luck signing Steven Stamkos. Not All right, but here's the counterpoint. They could still go a bridge deal with Kucherov. They don't have to give him a long-term deal right away. So that's beneficial for them to get him to a They don't have to. They don't have to do it. And as far as Drouin, this is exactly what I was talking about the whole time. If you're going to play him with fourth liners, you're going to get fourth line output, which is nothing. If you play him with real players, you're going to get an output. This is no. I don't think anybody should really be shocked at what's going on with Drouin. I really don't. I mean, it's not like a guy lost his talent. There was a lot of questioning when he went down to the AHL and all of a sudden he wasn't scoring. You know, there's a lot of things. But I thought the biggest thing, and I remember talking about it, was when you're not playing with players that are at your level when you go down to the AHL, it's hard for you to produce. Right. And this is, this is I mean, the whole thing with him, again, when he started at the beginning of the season, he had success playing with Stamkos. Then right. they moved him off that line, played him on a third or fourth line. His numbers dropped. He got hurt, and then his production dropped, and he was sent to the minors. This was a symptom of mismanagement, mismanagement on the part of John Cooper. He's got a talented player who he picked third overall. I understand that they want young kids who are not completely rounded out in terms of their game to learn both both ends of the ice. But when you have a premier offensive talent like Duran, you maximize his value by putting him with skilled players. And they didn't do that. Now they've had no option other than to do that, and look how he's played so far. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And then he's, he's, I mean, he's played very, very well. And he's... Good point, Steve. He's looking confident, um, and I, I, at this point, it, it does it, it could affect what happens with Sam because I still don't Did think he's going. Brian Boyle looked like Bobby Orr the other day with that setup on that goal. Like this is Brian Boyle we're talking about, and he gave an amazing pass to him, and obvious like he's he is making great plays. And so at the end of the day, the two best trades Tampa never made were Steve Stamkos to the Rangers and John Duran to anybody. Yeah, 
Right. Well, right. And, and I mean, I will agree to disagree, but I think that, I mean, Tampa being as competitive, you know, a lot of people picked Detroit to win this series because of all the injuries that Tampa had. Tampa being successful in the first round without Stamkos, this is providing a window, a, you know, a, a, something that Steve Eisenman can look at and say, we can be successful without spending $10 million a year on Steven Stamkos. That's what this is doing. And I think, we, you know, if you pay Kucherov, you know, you sign him on a long-term deal for six, seven years at $6 million. You know, they signed, re-signed Braden Coburn. They have Durant for another year or two on their entry-level deal. They don't have to sign Stamkos. And I think if they do, they lower the chances of them re-signing Hedman, re-signing Bishop. It makes more sense to let Stamkos go or to trade his rights before the or at the draft than to re-sign him for $10 million or more. We'll see. Thing. We'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about that more. I'm sure. For sure. Um, yes. Let's talk Predators Ducks for a second before we have to do our our initial lottery simulator. Um, the Preds and the Ducks. Now, this is the, you know the, the the Predators came out and really just played a horrible game last night. Um, I think I think nervousness and perhaps just being in front of their fans and just as we've seen, if you let if you pull your foot off the pedal at all in the playoffs, mm -hmm. the desperate team's going to win. You know, that's just the bottom line. And the desperate team last night, you know, dominated the game. I mean, we'll see a totally different Predators team on Thursday when they play. Yeah, but the Ducks did go to the net more. Raquel finally played his game. Where I, you know, obviously the threat of me pulling him made him play a better game. Um, but but they but they looked more like the Anaheim team, and it wasn't really because of Anderson. I don't think Gibson did anything wrong. I think just the, you know, again, a little bit of a shakeup, and they just went back to their game, playing physical, going to the net. If Anaheim doesn't go to the net, they don't score. I don't yeah. think Gibson did, any, did anything wrong, Russ, but I do think that there's something to you know having more confidence in a guy who's got more experience who took you to the conference final last year. That's fine. I mean, to, to me, to me, the way Anaheim reacted in Game Three was the way LA reacted in San Jose. They got, they got. I think they're more confident with Anderson in goal, and they they played a almost perfect road game, and L.A. didn't play a perfect road game, but they got the victory in San Jose in Game 3. Now these teams, they get one more victory. It's it's back to them having home ice advantage. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. And one thing in, in the playoffs that's just so clear is the importance of special teams, because Anaheim's penalty kill, they... The Predators had five power plays and scored on none of them. So, the spe special teams in the playoffs is so critical, and when you see some team being able, like the Capitals shut down the Flyers, the um, the Ducks shut down the Predators. That that got them part. That's part of the reason why they won that game. It's penalty kills and goaltending. It always has been for me. That there's the two, and I and I really you know I've been a broken record on that, but for years. But I think that's honestly when you come down to the playoffs. Pekka Rennie did not have a great game last night. Yes. You know, he lets he hasn't had a great game in the series, Zach. I mean, he was pretty good in game one and and points in game two. But last night, and I I don't agree with you that I think the Ducks played way better than the Kings played in game three. But um, but I do think that the you know I do think that the no I mean the Kings the Kings won in overtime and and were outshot pretty badly. The Ducks the Ducks really completely dominated the game. I mean there was there was really no I mean with the except if you take away the power plays the Predators would have had no shots on goal. I mean it was really came down to came down to that. So well speaking of no shots on goal how about and just to hop back to the Rangers series for a second four shots on goal in the third period Russ I mean you know I mean. Here, here's the funny thing, and I heard him talking about it. We both did on the noon show. It's not so much that that the Penguins are clogging up the middle like Sullivan wants. I think it's more about they're just getting the puck and they're keeping it away from the Rangers, and that's what they're doing. 
and the Rangers have no way of getting it back when they have slower guys out there. Now, the Rangers have pretty good speed, don't get me wrong, but Dan Boyle out there is very slow. And he ran into his own guy on that Matt Cullen play, and at this point, I would probably rest him and get him out of there because, again, I know you want it. This isn't like the 1970s and 80s and even part of the 90s NHL where you want to have X amount of veterans in there because they've been there and everything else. When they're in there but they're not fast enough to sort of keep up with the action, you got a problem. And and that's, again, to me, that was the biggest play was the Boyle play. I mean, I don't care if he lays a big hit earlier in the game. I care at the end of the game, why is he out on the ice when, you know, when things are happening? Jillian, I think your tea's ready. I'm not sure. Sorry. <laughs> Thought it was on vibrate. <laughs> that rings a bell. Um, okay. <laughs> what Russ said rang a bell. Let's go to the lottery simulator. Here we go. Yes, I agree with you, Russ. Sorry, I didn't get a chance to say. <laughs> Today's winner is the Buffalo Sabres. Okay. Followed by the Arizona Coyotes and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, yeah. <laughs> now, I, I do want to let people know, Eck, I've got an interview that I'm going to post with Jesse Poyarvi, and I think in total it's about a 10-word reply from him. His English is not very good. <laughs> oh, man. I, Matter of fact, I got it from a enough interview young players, and you have to, it's really hard when they're, you can't so, well, so, so here's the funny thing. Wait, I got to set it up for you. Uh, he, he came in late the other day, so I left basically before he even played a game. So somebody else did the interview for me, and he's a Swiss reporter. So you have a Swiss reporter <laughs> talking to an interpreter <laughs> in English, Talking to Pyarvi in yeah. Finnish and yes. then getting the answer back in yeah. England. I, th I think the Maple Leafs, I think the Maple Leafs are going to have to pay Leo Komarov more money to be the interpreter because he was the interpreter for Nikita Shashnikov, a Russian player, this year. And if they draft either Line, and I don't know if Line can speak English or not, if they draft Line or Pogliarvi, he's going to be pulling double duty to 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 uh, bro to, to uh, tell them uh, what they're saying in Finnish. Right. I mean, can I just I I'm there and uh, just on the on the subject of interviews for a second. I am getting so tired these these interviews in the playoffs. I mean, I, reporters need to get better at this. We we need to we we need to get better. It's like, I you know I, I will pay somebody a hundred dollars if they ask this question and, and they tape it to a player. Okay, you have to you have to do this. Um, how awkward is it for me to ask you to quantify how awkward it is to lose? Right. Um, I I'm really tired. Of how awkward it is, or how how disappointing is it? It's like it's more disappointing than my cat dying, but not as disappointing as <laughs> myself by a car. Well, what I what I what I, I mean, what what drives me nuts, Zach, is the post game. Tell me about that play. We can see the play. We don't need him to tell yeah. us about the play. We talk about. No, I'd rather interpretive dance. What I thought about that third power. <laughs> no, when you say talk about. That's not even a question. If I was a player, I'd be like, that's not even a question. Well, Kucherov last night said something like the reporter said, "Did you see where you were shooting on that shot?" And Kucherov said to him, "Did you hear this on X? This is hilarious." Kucherov says to him, "Why do you always ask me if I see where I'm shooting? <laughs> I'm shooting at the net, right?" It's I a pretty obvious goal. target. Like that's the goal. One always asks him that question. Did you see where you were trying to put that? Put? It's like, or were you just shooting it? If he yeah. was blindfolded, I could see. But yes, I, I just, I really, there's, there needs to be. We need, we need. What, a new what questions do you want asked? Just so, like, can you have an example of one you want? Yeah, I mean, you know what? I, I usually try to find something different to talk to a player about. Like, you know, I'll, I'll say, 
their power play, okay? Obviously, you're worried about Ovechkin, but at the same time, don't you find yourself, if you're overemphasizing Ovechkin, leaving back from... Look, just throw something out like that, you know? Just something... And it's not a terrible question. It's not the most... First but also, you're not saying, what can you guys... You guys are struggling on the power play. What do you think you can do? Well, That's we're question. Well, we're deep, and we got to shoot it in, and you know, this is the generic answer. Parts that. that. Yeah. How weird is it to realize that your mascot has no meaning whatsoever? <laughs> Catch him completely off guard. Right. It's like something, you know, Catch like, him completely uh, off guard. No one ever asks. No one ever actually answers how weird it is. Like you know. Yeah, but if you said that to Santa, Monty Python's like, third movie, but not as weird as as, as Monty Python's fourth movie. It's somewhere in there. If you said that in San Jose, Sharky would come by and take care of you. Right. Yeah, but then you could also ask the Dallas Stars that one. Right. That one, he just creeps me out, man. That has got like the, the pucks coming out of its head and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's all that's wrong with Texas. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is. And not, not, I don't mean anything. But he seems that. cool. I mean, he seems like he would be fun to hang with. I mean, everything I've seen of him. So, right. you know, <laughs> what can you say? <laughs> Well, is he the one who, who's the one that's really good? Because um, they have the mascot hockey game, and there's one that's just that dominates the mascot hockey game. Like he obviously was a junior league hockey player or something like that, and his his costume is good is, is makes him makes him you know is easier to skate with than some you know. Is, is it the bear from the Labatt's commercial? No, it's not the bear. Labatt. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that commercial. Um, I don't you know. What you're seen that. They show it a thousand times. It looks like it looks like Johnny Goudreau in a bear costume. <laughs> I know, I know. It is just, uh, yeah. How awkward is it to watch a skating bear in the middle of a game? Um, how? With no hockey pants on, but we won't even go there. Right. <laughs> on that bear. That's a bear bear. All right. These will be good questions. I think you should definitely ask them next. Yes. Just to ask, make sure you get the video camera out. How disappointed are you that the show is coming to an end? Um, we, have, we have to ask Russ to check in those questions later on, so. Uh, I yeah, I'll try and talk to him. There is so much demand for Rust the Chicken to get back on the air. I'm starting to feel very very self conscious about this. I'm starting to be like, okay, you know, Rust the Chicken was such a good, you know, when's Rust the Chicken come back? I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm here. No, 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 no. We want to hear. We want to hear Rust the Chicken. So at some point, at some point, Rust. Right, but I said not until the, not until the second round. I said we're going to use him to predict. You know, we're going to we're going to make your way for Rust the Chicken. <laughs> So wait, Preston Chicken will be the one who picked, has all the picks in the second round? Well, no, he'll, he'll, he'll make a prediction. He'll, he'll just have his own. That's all. He made predictions in the first round. Okay, Russ. He was born because Russ couldn't do the predictions himself, so we got Russ the Chicken to do them. Um, and But now Russ the Chicken will have his own picks, I think. And he's he's a phenomenon. Ba -ba -da -ba -ba -da -da -da. Um, all right. Yeah, there you go. Phenomenon. All right, so anyway... Anyway, remember, without the buzz, it's just hockey, and don't forget that. Um, <laughs> we'll see you later. See you tomorrow. Same time in that channel. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.